Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post-workout snack, choose the farm-fresh taste of Eggland's Best Eggs. Only Eggland's Best Hens are fed their proprietary all-vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 6 times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Egglands Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell. I haven't got, I haven't got an intro, Rob. I haven't got an intro. All right, okay, don't panic. We're all right, baby. We haven't got time for an intro today because we're doing the driving theory test, Rob. Right, okay. Yes, this is the, the feature no one asked for, but they're getting, where Josh Widdicombe is taking on a UK driving theory test with zero revision. Yeah, zero revision except the fact I've driven for the last 23 years. And you should know all these things now because of, you've passed it once before. Okay. We're bringing on Adam Kay, but we said we'd do this last week, so we'll just knock this out in the intro. Normally we do an intro where we discuss Adam Kay. He needs no introduction. Oh. He's a national treasure. National treasure, NHS. That, that, that thing with um, Paddington in, that show. <laughs> yeah, this is going to hurt. Ben, ben Whishaw. What's that yeah, show Paddington. he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it I called? Play, this, is, this might hurt or this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. Yeah. Um, from his book. Anyway, Adam Kay, absolutely brilliant. And we'll brilliant be children's to... book. Yeah. Brilliant children's book. <laughs> you just want to do the theory, don't you? Yeah, let's get on right. with it. You've got an hour to do this normally, but we're going to probably whiz, whiz through this, guys. We're not going to do okay. this for a whole fight. Okay, question one, Josh, on your theory test. How can you use your vehicle's engine to control your speed? Accelerate. Um, the options are change to a lower gear, reverse, change to a higher gear, or select a neutral. Lower gear. Okay, next question. You approach your roundabout. What should you do if a cyclist ahead is signalling to turn right? Stay behind them. Give the cyclist plenty of room. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Okay, you can have that one. I'm flying here. I'm absolutely what flying. What should you do if you think the driver of a vehicle in front has forgotten to cancel their right indicator? Flash your lights, sound your horn, overtake them, stay behind and don't overtake. Stay behind and don't overtake. I'm fucking cooking on gas Basically, here. That's the answer three is, three. What would a stiff neck say? Okay, yeah, exactly. Which Rob, side? Would go, Rob would go hoot horn and flashlights at that yeah. point. Pull, go pull over, you wanker. Get out, yeah. scream, mug. Now, uh, which sign, this is difficult on a podcast, um, which sign <laughs> oh, no. means no stopping? Um, um, it's like a red and blue kind of cross yeah, thing, you're, isn't you're it? Yeah, you're correct, yep, yeah, that's yeah. there. 
How should you use anti-lock brakes when you need to stop in an emergency? Keep pumping the foot brake to prevent skigging. I don't know skidding. what an anti-lock brake is. Brake normally, but grip the steering wheel <laughs> tightly. No, <laughs> it can't be that. Brake promptly and firmly until you stopped. Apply the parking brake to reduce the stopping distance. It's C or D. I don't really know what anti-lock brakes are, so I'm going to go C. Okay, right. Next question. What should you, it's fifty of these? What should you do? We'll when do thirty. Let's do thirty. Okay. What should you do when you're approaching traffic lights that have red and amber showing together? Pass the lights if the road is clear. Take care because there's a fault with the lights. Wait for the green light. Stop because the lights are changing to red. Keep going because it's about to change to green. Following a collision, a person has been injured. What would be a warning sign for shock? I I think I should have gone with the green light, but it's too flush, late now. Flush. Go- <laughs> Flush complexion, warm, dry skin, slow pulse, rapid, shallow breathing. Rapid, shallow breathing. Okay. You take some cough medicine given to you by a friend. What? What should you do? Check it doesn't make you drowsy. Uh, Okay, ask... Um, ask your friend if it's taking the medicine affected their driving. Drink some strong coffee. Check the label. See if it will make affect label, your label. driving. Yeah, yeah, label, label. Okay, cool, cool. That's a good one. That's an easy win. That is. Yeah. You're looking for someone to park your vehicle. Neither you or your passengers are disabled. What should you do if the only free spaces are marked for disabled drivers? Don't park go. in it. Don't park in it. Yeah. Uh, wait for a regular parking space to come free. Easy peasy. How are you failing this, Jamie Lang? Right. Um. What could you do to help injured people at an incident? Keep them warm and comfortable give them something to eat ideally porridge keep them on the move by walking them around or give them a warm drink <laughs> first one keep these them warm are easy. And comfortable I'm fucking pissing this right we'll do 20 and see what happens yeah, what okay. should you do when you move off from behind a parked car give a signal after moving off look around before moving off look around after moving off use exterior mirrors only B look around before moving off okay you're approaching traffic lights. Is this, is this interesting? You're approaching traffic lights and the red Everyone's light is... playing along at home. It's got play at, play at home ability. Imagine if you're like, I'm a huge fan of Adam Kay. <laughs> I'm going to give this podcast a chance. <laughs> I warn you, this is going to hurt new listeners. Josh, you're approaching traffic lights and the red light is showing. What signal will show next? Red and amber, green alone. Amber alone, green and amber. Red and amber. Why is it dangerous to travel too close to the vehicle ahead? Come on. Your engine will overheat. Your mirrors will need adjusting. Your view of the road will be restricted. Your sat-nav will be confused. C. You're driving towards this left-hand bend. What danger should you be anticipating? It's like a country road going left, Josh. Okay. A vehicle overtaking you. Mud on the road. The road getting narrower. Pedestrians walking towards you. Pedestrians walking towards you. See, I wouldn't have known that. You're a little country boy, aren't you? Yeah, too bloody right. You're in a built-up area at night and the road is well lit. Why should you use dipped headlights? So that you can see further along the road, so that you can go at a much faster speed, so you can switch to the main beam quickly, so that you can be easily seen by others. D. 16 out of uh, 20. Why should you allow extra room while overtaking a motorcyclist on a windy day? The rider may turn off suddenly and get out of the wind. To get out of the wind. (laughs) Fuck it now. How do you get out of the wind? The rider may be blown in front of you. The rider may stop suddenly. The rider may be travelling faster than normal. Blown. Okay, the rider may be blown in front of you. Cool. That's a very agile back passenger. (laughs) Good bit of (laughs) humour. You're following two cyclists as they approach a roundabout in the left-hand lane. Where Imagine would you ex- if we'd done 50 of these. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Last three. Thanks for staying with us. You're following two cyclists as they approach a roundabout in the left-hand lane. Where would you expect the cyclist to go? Left, right, any direction, straight ahead. 
Any direction. Or the other option, go to a cafe, have a cake because they've earned it. Um, <laughs> any direction? Yeah. That's how I failed my first test. I didn't know that a big articulated lorry always took the outside lane in a roundabout. So I oh. presumed he was going to turn off and oh, then he did Of course, because he's got to get round. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. We're all learning, aren't we? And yeah. if you are a cyclist listening to this while you're cycling and you're getting annoyed, you should be ashamed of yourself. You shouldn't be listening to a podcast whilst on a bike. <laughs> Question 18. How should you dispose of a used vehicle battery? Here we go. Bury it in your garden. Put no. it in a dustbin. Take, a, take it to a local authority disposal site. Leave it on wasteland. <laughs> I mean, that is mental. <laughs> that is unbelievable, see. Leave it on wasteland. Okay, you've gone for D there, thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> 19. You wish to tow a trailer. No one wishes to do that, they just <laughs> have to. You wish, for I wish to tow a trailer. Where would you find the maximum nose weight for your vehicle's tow hitch? Fucking hell, I don't even understand. In the, the vehicle question. handbook, in the highway code, in your vehicle registration certificate, in your license documents. Jesus. Handbook? I don't know. The vehicle handbook. Okay, next question. You're following along a vehicle approaching a crossroads. What should you do if the driver signals right but moves close to the left-hand curve? Well, that, that's exactly what I was saying. Basically, yeah. that's that's exactly what I was just saying. So warn the driver about the wrong signal, wait behind the long vehicle, report driver to the police, overtake on the right-hand side. <laughs> report him to the police, the fucking loser. Um, uh, just stay behind him. Okay, fair enough. Wait behind the long vehicle. Okay, right. That is your 20 questions. It'll obviously say you're failed because you've only done 20 yeah. out of 50, but I don't think we could... You know, people will be checking into the A&E <laughs> through boredom. <laughs> you've basically got um, everyone right, Josh. Have I? Yeah, you got them all correct, Josh. 20 out of 20. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, what, what should you do when you're approaching traffic lights that have red and amber showing together? Pull, oh, yeah, I ploughed on through. Wait for the I? green light. Not ploughing yeah. on through, you animal. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that was the only one you got wrong. Do you know what? It's pretty impressive, that, Josh, I'd say. Thank you very much. 19 well, out of 20, right? Welcome all the Adam K fans. This is the podcast. <laughs> this is over 300 episodes for you to enjoy. Thank you very much. This is the incredible Adam K. Adam, thanks for coming on the show. Um, BAFTA winner, writer, comedian, performer, got another book out. You're doing competitions, helping young kids. You're, you're smashing life. But before we get onto that, we need to talk about the kids because it's a parenting podcast. How many kids you got? What age? They're very young, aren't they, Adam? Is oh, that right? Oh, God, I knew you were going to ask something like that. Uh, so they're, <laughs> they're eight months and 12 months. Right. And they're called... Uh, or a year, Ziggy, also known as... Ziggy and Ruby. Yeah. And they're 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 all right. I mean, they're they. I don't know. Eight months and twelve months. Can you tell the? Is, does that feel like there's a different big difference between eight months and twelve months? Yeah, I mean, I I, I I'm too tired to 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 be able to uh, to to, 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 re so, to really answer that. Um, I mean, they're sort of. Ruby, who's the older one, was born prematurely and she was very tiny and there was all sorts of stuff going on. And then Ziggy came along and he was massive. So he's younger, but he looks like he's like twice her age. Right. Uh, okay. But then again, and she's tiny and she's like saying words and doing stuff. And so that's quite disorientating to 
but based basically i don't really know what's going on and it's just lovely to be uh out of their playroom for an hour yeah right, nice. I, I was gonna say because at 12 because they're, they're, they're through surrogacy so that the, the right. age gaps that's correct is it you and you're open talking about that isn't it is that right yeah, no, no, absolutely absolutely on, no. on it so the, the bumps are slightly off so with twins when they're exactly the same because quite a lot happens within a few months like when, when you've got an eight month old and a year old they're at different developmental points whereas when you've got twins even though it's busy with two they're both doing the same thing it yeah. must be exhausting to have them and have two but they're just slightly off rather than being on the right both on the same thing twins but more difficult <laughs> The sleeping's always been slightly different and the eating's always been slightly different and the nap times are slightly different. Um, But presumably at some point they become a bit more sort of twinny. Like when you're, like, for example, when you're like 43, like me, a difference of four months probably doesn't make any difference. No. Certainly (laughs) when you're less than a year, it seems to be quite a big thing. Yes. But even at school, like you wouldn't speak to someone in the, in the year below when you were like 17 or something. That would be, that'd be madness. Why are you hanging out with them? Yeah, so it it does even up. It does even up. I it suppose has to, it has to. It's, this is, it's currently unsustainable. The, the, the situation. <laughs> so, I'm in. so, so I, help. I couldn't tell you. Like when you're a doctor, you ask these questions. If you're worried someone's got some sort of like dementia thing going on, yeah. you know, who's the monarch? What day it is? Where I? I reckon. I'd get about three out of ten on any given day. <laughs> I'd be admitted. I think, I think it's when you've got young kids like that, it is just like being jet lagged all the time. Like yes. constantly no, that's jet lagged. That's a very good description. And you're working a lot at the moment as well. So how are you balancing that? How are you, how are you splitting the childcare with your partner at the moment then? How, how are you managing? Because having a book out and the PR of a book is intense and it's contractually bound. So it's something you can't <laughs> yes. really... Yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not pretending I want to be here. This is literally in a contract. Um, this is three times shorter than Sunday brunch, Adam. Just enjoy the fact you're doing this one, rather than having to go to London on a Sunday morning. But, but this isn't one of the shows where I can drink. Uh, actually, I can. I can. Yeah, no, this no is audio. Here. No one knows what the hell's going on. Um, so James has taken quite a lot of the 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 bit on it you know when i have to go off and and do things which is tough on him but then when i get back um he gets his revenge and he's like right i've just been doing this for 48 hours I'm, (laughs) i'm out um but i think the other thing about work is um about a year ago year and a half ago i took my i ended my last tour of this is going to hurt and i'd played to like three hundred thousand people i thought what a lovely way to bow out live performing and my writing's my life now i sit in my room and i write and i've done that and that's been put to bed and now i've got the kids i'm just like right i wonder what wonder what Dundee's like. They must have a theatre. And so yeah. I've just uh, just added like 30 dates in the spring. <laughs> I'm just, just, just going to get some lovely sleep, aren't I? And are you going to take, take the family on tour? Um, uh, I'm going to try, try not to. I mean, unless there's some sort of two hotel situation we can... Uh, uh, we, we yeah, yeah. I, I think you just need your space in the day. You're, you're almost performing from the moment you wake up, aren't you? That's the way. It's all part <laughs> of the performance on tour. You need that space. A lot of big touring acts, obviously, when they, you know, like when Adele's on tour, she, I imagine she'll have a hotel, and there'll be like a crew hotel, which is nearer the venue and maybe not yeah, a five yeah, stars. No. So maybe you could put James and the kids in the in yeah, the crew. Exactly. Adele's not staying in the Premier Inn, is she? No, she's no. not. 
Not anymore. Um, so what, what's your day looking like at the moment then? What's what's the... Because it's all about routine when they're under a year, really, isn't it? Yeah, what, what's the routine? There's, there's a lot of routine. I'm all about the routine. The kids much mm. less so about the routine. Of course, They've, yeah. Uh, we've had the discussion that they sleep very well, which okay. is... Oh, that's which good. Is, which is, that's good. Which is something. Uh, but then they don't sleep at all during the day. They're meant to... All the books say they nap. They yeah. can't read yet. They haven't read the books. Sure. They don't yeah. know they have to nap. Yeah. So, that it's, so it's pretty, pretty, pretty. So they don't um, nap in the day, but sleep all night. Yeah, which I think I'd, I think of the two, I'd ex- I'd accept. Yes. Yeah, I think you'd take that. You'd take that any day of the week. And uh, and we do we do. I mean, they, they sleep through. There's there's a couple of whinges and whines and moans, and we and we do alternate nights in terms of who's responsible for getting oh, up and replacing okay. a, a dummy. Um, I can hear the sound of a dummy dropping from a mattress <laughs> to the floor. I'd say a mile away. The worst sound, that sort of... Of, of the dummy hitting the floor. I know there's going to be some screaming after that. Yeah. How many dummies are in the cot at night? Just the one in the mouth? No, we, or do you we, have we spares have, we around We have 600 them? per cot. Yes, so, <laughs> I think that's the best way. It's like a ball pit. <laughs> off chance that they'll just grab one and put yeah. it in and I don't need to get out of bed. I tell you, the day my daughter grabbed a dummy that was near and put it in her mouth. Oh, oh my word, yeah. I, just, I was laying there going, this is it, it's a new dawn. <laughs> wow. This is where it all yeah, changes. I can't, I can't imagine... <laughs> One day. Um, when it's not your night, what would have to happen for you to get up and help? Like, how badly does it have to go like, for, the, have to for be the rotor to be? Signif- a significant fire. Not just in the kitchen. <laughs> it need to be really consuming a large proportion of the house. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. I used to, I used to, a few years ago, I was getting like some sort of insomnia and I was like, my, I used to pride myself on my sleep and I could sleep on my full nine, 10 hours or whatever. And then my sleep started to go and I was like, there's something, you know, something's, something's not right. And I, and even I went to see a doctor about it and um, turns out what it, uh, thing is, I just wasn't exhausted and now I'm exhausted (laughs) I can. He just wasn't tired enough. Wasn't tired enough, and now I'm too tired. I could, I could have a sleep that was so long it would be technically a coma. I think. I think I would hit the criteria for that. Um, like James, James was away for a few days, getting revenge for me often being away, and by the end of that, uh, I, I just couldn't do anything the next day. I have no idea how a single parent does it. I literally can't understand it. I don't understand what the day 
even looks like. Yeah, I, yeah. I have so much respect for my mates who've done that because I... I can't even envisage it. It's so exhausting, and I know two is a is a is a rough number of babies to have under the age of one. But I've I've got friends who've done that as well. You know, yeah, that is full on. Though, like, I think you're right in the, the the heavy bit of it where it's constant. Like everything sends it off slightly, and they're not sleeping and things like that. It's, 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 you're constantly holding them or checking on them. It's not like when they're a bit older and they're running about. So you are in the the hardcore. That's the thing: the relentlessness and the fact that. Working as a doctor was quite was it was a tough job, but the shift ended. This shift <laughs> doesn't end. <laughs> but they are they are great kids. Uh, Ruby started saying words, which is obviously oh, amazingly yeah. rewarding, and you know makes up for the makes up for the everything else she does. But <laughs> the um, uh, we thought we've got a dog. What was her pit. first? She got a first. Word. Well, first word was dog. And we've right. got we've got Pip, who's our dog, and she said dog, and that was and and that was amazing. And every time Pip would come, she'd say dog, and we're like, oh, we've got a genius. Um, <laughs> and then we went to my mum's house, uh, and and she's got a cat, Chitara, mm. and mm. Uh, and uh, Ruby oh, pointed. Great at name cat. for a cat. It's a, it's a good name for a good name for a cat. And uh, Ruby pointed at the cat and said dog, and we were like, okay, oh. close enough. Yeah. And then. We got back and she was like pointing to the fridge and saying dog. And oh. turns out she thought that word just means object. I think oh. like there's something. So there's it's something. just a thing. So <laughs> that's just, just, a, just a sort of overall term for, for uh, you know, anything you see that isn't <laughs> yourself. So, I mean, we've had a couple words since. So she's, she's got over that hump. But yeah, but that's that's amazing when they start to do stuff. We had a similar thing where, well, not similar, but where for about a week, it, we thought my daughter was a genius because <laughs> she'd watched, she was watching Strictly with um, Rose's mum. And at the end of when they put the four um, scores out, she'd just add them up straight away. <gasps> but then she watched it the following week and Rose's mum doesn't notice that they come up the the final score comes up on the screen before Tess says it so she was just reading it out loud <laughs> and, and Rose's mum was like it's unbelievable she can do these four numbers just yeah. like that before yeah. Tess has done it it's like the it's book like, Matilda yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but no she was just reading off the screen which you know even so it'll even do so. it'll still do reading. We'll take exactly it, we'll it still counts Talking of reading, Adam, do you enjoy that, Rob? That, oh, that I really oh, like that, actually. That. Talking of reading. Yeah. yeah. Incredible the, inventions. Incredible inventions. I've also got Kay's Anatomy here. So I've got... Oh, if, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, this is, is this out now? The it's out now. Invention. Very much out now. Illustrated Henry Packer. Amazing Henry Packer. The amazing Henry Packer. Um, and so this, I mean, it's a beautiful... A gr good children's books are beautiful objects, beautiful dogs, if you will. And they... Um, <laughs> He's happy with that, isn't he, Adam? Look at his little face that. flicking through that book. Look at that. Bathing in the glory of it. I, I'm less happy with it now that it's been pointed out. If I just kept that in but oh, hadn't made a thing of it... Him, Adam. He's glowing. He's a confidence player. After the reading link, then the dog for the book object stuff, he's flying. I could be on this morning, Rob. Give me a fucking chance. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> 
Um, You'd have to arm wrestle Ryland for it. Yeah, I would. And I would lose. You would lose. He's a, to he's a massive bloke, Ryland. Yeah. I love Ryland. He's so um, big. He's intimidatingly big, isn't he? But then he's so camp friendly. So it's like he's lovely, sort of, isn't he? Yeah. He, he could be a gangland enforcer if he wanted to go a different different route. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's important to keep your options open, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I've um, had I've had a weird career trajectory. No reason. <laughs> exactly. 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 Going to the world of the mafioso. No one was expecting you to make a book about incredible adventures for children when you were a doctor, were they? Talk us through how you've got here. In. In one sentence. <laughs> uh, doctor, bad day at work, comedian, not very good at that, writer. There we <laughs> go. There we are. What made you want to be a doctor in the first place, though? What was that? Uh, was being strong-armed by my parents. Right, that pressure from the parents. being sent to a school that churned out, you know, doctors, lawyers, architects. It was all sort of predetermined for me, yeah. and I, I wasn't really, I wasn't, part of the, the committee who chose and turn, <laughs> turn, turns out. So, um, but, you know, parents, as I now realise, want the best for their children. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I was from a family where there were lots of doctors there and the best for a child for them meant, you know, a sensible job. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah. ironically, you're, you going against the grain of what your family wanted, you've probably had more of an impact as a doctor and talking about medicine and that world through what you've done now, not actually practicing it, wouldn't you say? Well, Unless you tell me you're like, your granddad was like Charles Darwin or something. Was I he mean, a doctor? <laughs> was he a doctor? <laughs> Did evolution is sort of medicine here? Yes, so it, it, so. um, I mean, I, I've got enormous guilt about leaving medicine. And so the guilt I have uh, involves me sort of, trying to be useful as a member of society. Obviously the arts have the most enormous value, but the bit of me that, you know, that what that helped people on labor wards for however many years mm. is, is still wants me to help. And so I'm sort of, I'm, I work quite a lot uh, with respect to the, the mental health of the of, of doctors and the, the various healthcare professions. So I'm sort of, I'm trying to, you know, use the platform I've now got to help my former colleagues you know, mostly because I feel you know, terrible about about walking away from it. But then I started writing the uh, my first kids book, the Case Anatomy one, was with a view to you know making kids really interested in their bodies, like mm. and like teaching them all the science they need to know for their biology and blah blah blah. But also the important stuff, um, the you know the chats about you know, smoking and sex and uh, body image and neurodiversity and the and conditions that they might have, asthma, 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 diabetes and stuff their friends might have. And so sort of getting the stuff, subcontracting a lot of the stuff that parents don't want to talk about mm, yeah. um, through the through writing in a sort of chummy, silly, disgusting way. And then that book went... Well, and then we had another one that me and Henry wrote called uh, Kay's Marvelous Medicine, about the history of medicine and all the various diseases over the ages. And it's just been so hugely rewarding because kids, as you're very well aware, are an honest audience. Adults aren't honest. Kids, if they say we like it, we really know they they liked it. But the the most amazing thing was having messages from parents saying that this book got my kid reading when they weren't reading before. It's an unusual sort of writing, I guess, in that it's 
hopefully funny, silly, gross, but it's nonfiction rather than fiction. So kids who think they, you know, they've they've read enough, you know, books about a dog who flies to the moon or whatever. Um, this is uh, it's, it's a different thing. Wait a minute, is that is that an idea that you're throwing around a dog? Or can I? Yeah, have no. That? I was hoping you'd say that sounds great, and then I could and then I could crack on with crack on with that and give you know Badil a run for his money, and uh, <laughs> then. Whose books are actually brilliant, obviously. Um, but, um, and particularly I had uh, messages from parents of neurodiverse kids saying that there's something in the way that we write that has, you know, you know, and they're saying, you know, their kids have read, you know, K's Anatomy 12 times and they, you know, and their teachers are bamboozled by how they know so much science. And so what I thought was just going to be like, one book has has you know started to become a a series and and so and do you do you go into schools? What's that? I do like? yeah, we just did a um a gig in Stockport at the Plaza to I think the thick end of a thousand kids. Wow! Oh wow! What was a, that like? It's different. The organs are pain in the ass, isn't it? At the front. <laughs> That massive organ that comes up that they love. You're like, yeah, but there's a fucking massive organ between me and the audience, actually. (laughs) As pretty as it looks, there's an organ in the way. There is an organ in the way. We were were in front of the organ, so balanced on a thin edge. Yes, that's your option. You either perform on a tightrope or behind an organ. But it's a beautiful organ. (laughs) But it's an amazing theatre. But the... um, but like a dozen or so schools had sort of had sent their kids in and they're, it's just really fun. And we keep it silly because, I mean, I guess my books are a slight confidence trick. Um, even the adult ones are, you know, the you know, like this is going to hurt, pretends it's just a funny, silly, you know, gross out book. But actually it's hopefully making some points about, you know, the NHS and how our healthcare staff are, are treated. But the kids' books say, you know, this is this is just disgusting stuff, but we can hopefully get some facts in there as well. When we do it live, we major on the on the student. Do they, is there yeah. constant chatter? No, they sort of. It depends. That is a depends. slam on your performance, obviously, but I can't imagine <laughs> I've got the ability to hold twenty children listening to me, let alone a thousand. So um, it partly depends on, I think, how terrified they are of the teacher who's come with them to the theatre. Right, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, makes yeah. a that makes a big difference, and you can see different pockets of these big oh, theatres depending so, on the school. Yes, and <laughs> there are clearly some some teachers there like where. Well, absolutely not fucking with her and there are some there's clearly some more soft touch teachers who they say when they say girls please and it makes absolutely no difference but the secret weapon for these shows is henry does live illustrations oh he's amazing henry as well that is absolutely amazing so he draws on this visualizer thing and it projects it right onto the back and i mean he might as well be, you know, levitating by the sort of amazement of the of the of the of the children. Any time I worry, I'm slightly losing it with a with a, you know my hopefully interesting facts about toilets. We cut straight to Henry and he draws something. Like, oh wow! Or even yeah. better, take yeah. suggestions about what you want him to draw, and he can draw it. That is, I still find that incredible that you can just say, you know, draw draw a you know draw a, a toaster being attacked by a zombie poo or whatever, and he draws it. 
And it's like, how do you do that? How, how quick is he at it then? Because the book's amazing, illustrated, it's beautiful. And whether it takes him an hour to do each one or five minutes, it doesn't matter because the end product is incredible. But I feel like he's just super talented. He knocks them out in about two seconds, but he doesn't want everyone to know. So, he, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he can sort of pretend. Oh, but I, I feel like he's so talented, uh, uh, illustrated, he's that he can he's just knock them out. I mean, it's, there's so many illustrations in the book. Yeah. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of illustrations live. It's, you know, he does, he does them. He does them very, very fast. It's very, it's amazing to, amazing to watch. And how did you know him on the circuit or did you meet him further down the line when you was putting your books together? So he's the, a comedian weirdest, as well, Henry, very funny Weirdest, comic. weirdest story. So um, I just been into Puffin, the, the publishers, and yep. we'd, we'd, um, and we'd, we talked about me doing this book and they said yes let's do it and uh they said the first thing you need to do is think about an illustrator because it's you know that's a, that yeah. was a big part of it i wanted it to be really i loved i've always felt shortchanged when i was a kid and i read a book and you went you open the page and there was no picture there like come yeah. on come on yeah. blake yeah. put the hours yeah. in. And even now <laughs> i like the photos in a biography Give me two photo sections, please. Give me something really. to flick through exactly. when I've been exactly. giving it as a gift. The only bit I'm going to read. Let's yeah. see. Um, and so I went round the huge Waterstones, the lovely Waterstones in Piccadilly. We bought like 30 books of all, all different illustrated books. And we went and sat in a, in a cafe and we were reading through them and none of them were, none of them had like the added comedy that I was sort of hoping it would, it would have. And so we sort of, none of them were right. And so we were a bit miserable. And then it was uh, Mike Wozniak's 40th that evening. Mike, uh, amazing comedian who people know from Taskmaster and blah, blah, blah. And who know I've known since I was 18 because we were at neighbouring medical schools together. Oh, and we were, in fact, yes. at some point in a terrible comedy troupe together. Anyway, he won't <laughs> want me mentioning that. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, so we were there and got talking to Henry, who I'd sort of, you know, Met, met, you know, over the years, bits and bobs, and he was just saying, "What are you up to today? And why? Why are you holding nine Waterstones bags?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the exact same day then. Yes, yeah, so that, wow. that evening, yeah. and uh, and I was just, I, was, I said about this thing. He said, "Well, you know, I illustrate," which I didn't. I was like, "Do you mm. want to?" Uh, I, I, said, I bet your heart sank because when someone says that, you know, fuck. Oh, it's oh, like no. when someone says, oh, I'm writing a book. Oh, can I send you the script that I'm working? No. Actually, script better than book. Because book, yeah. that's going to be 300. Script you can sort of, you can thumb through in a half an yeah, hour. Yeah. Book, oh my God. Anyway, so Hart obviously sang. And then he sent me the next day some God, amazing he's fucking keen, isn't he? <laughs> and, uh, and then that was... That was, it was literally that. Well, I said yeah, to the publisher, amazing. found the found the perfect person, and they were like, "Are you sure?" Some <laughs> and then some uh, bloke from a party, <laughs> and then uh, and they and they said, uh, in fact, they and they made him do some sort of Squid Games style challenge, I think, where they put him in a, a room and said draw some lungs doing something funny or something, oh, and then wow, they were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, you're amazing." Oh wow! But, but he's he's so so good and and we write it together i think there's some books where it's quite clear that the two have never met each other yeah and uh but it's, it's quite collaborative and he'll be like you know is there a bit where you can you know 
change it so I, there's a space for this illustration and i'll say you know blah 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 change this and and so it's a long old process it, yeah. it's a it's, it's, it's a good half year or so of sort of going from the first scribbles to the final drawings so if you have an, if you have an idea for it and you go yeah that'd be good and he goes yeah that'd be good and you go right so what we can have is some lungs that have got a zombie toaster on it and all like that and, and you both go yep brilliant do you sort of go oh i'll just go and probably get a coffee for an hour then let you crackle because <laughs> it's sort yeah, of yeah, just yeah, watch yeah, yeah. him draw <laughs> so, it <laughs> So yeah, so he's uh, he. Uh, there, there are quite long gaps when yeah. I when, I, when after after deciding the next two hundred illustrations to them having them finally delivered. I had to write all the words. Yes, and they have good illustrations. He I've had to do eighty thousand words. Yeah, the math yeah. speaks for itself. I've got yeah. a much tougher job. Yeah, of course. But it's just you get to do yours first, so then it feels like you're having a break afterwards, right? Or is it kind of in sync? Uh, it's it's a it's a bit instinct. So he gets a super early draft, so he can he can feed into it. But no, he's and also he's just a very lovely man. So Wozniak was a doctor, and Harry Hill's a doctor, and you was a doctor. Do you all meet up as the ex doctor comedians? Poor a little gang of you. Uh, there's, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of a Chekhov was a doctor. He's uh, he always comes. Graham <laughs> Chapman. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I am Garden. Uh, Paul Sinner. Paul Sinner. Paul, Paul Sinner. Sinner. Yeah, who went to the same school as me, uh, ten, 10 years above me. So was that, that was, did you go to Dulwich College? Yeah. Because I'm from South London, so I've, I've gone past it, and it's one of the most impressive buildings and schools and stuff. And like you say, proper high-pressured sort of... Ball. Was you bald in there, or you, Day? Oh, yeah. There is no more beautiful environment to be humiliated and, uh, <laughs> and emotionally destroyed by the teaching <laughs> staff <laughs> over the course of a decade. It's absolutely it's, it's stunning so place for it to happen. It's so intimidating, even driving but, past but you would it. Have listened, you would have listened in Stockport Plaza. That's the, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I really would have done. Was you balding there then, or was you I wasn't, No, no, no. Because we, we, we lived around there, and so, yeah. uh, so it was just sort of it just toddled, toddled up. But it was, it was built by... It was, it's basically the same design as the Houses of Parliament, but on a yeah. smaller scale. Oh, wow. And also, so it's on the South like Circular. So it looks it is more on the impressive because it's like block of flats, some normal houses, and then, you know, <laughs> Parliament. So it's like the, the estate agents would gloss over that if they were trying to sell you this, this school. Palatial grade one listed mini Houses of Parliament. A bit of road noise, but I mean, other than that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. And does that experience make you think twice about, well, not think twice, but like, 
you've got kids that obviously you're gonna are gonna go to school. Is it difficult to take your experience of school out of that in a way? It's. I mean, I do not understand single sex education, and there is no way in a million years that my my my, my kids would be educated like I just don't understand. Basically, I was you know I didn't meet a girl who wasn't a first degree relative until like a fifth of the way through my life expectancy when I went to university. <laughs> that is bananas. How yeah. is that? How is yeah, that right? So I don't weird. understand the arguments. I don't understand the, the the anything about it. So, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's for certain. And I'm sure the schools are different than they have to be uh, to, to when it was uh, yeah. then. And, um, and in fact, I've, I've, um, I was invited back to uh, to speak at uh, speak at my old um, school. I mean, that's a, here's a, here's a weird thing when you get invited to speak at schools a lot, but the the bolshiest schools who ask the most are the private schools, and so yeah. uh, you know, and, they, and they've got they boast about this great program of speakers. Oh, and we had Shakespeare here the other day, and then Dickens, <laughs> and and so they've got all, and also. Uh, they've they, they boast about the amazing facilities they've got. We've got this four hundred seater theatre, which is blah blah blah. And so what we do now is we say, uh, yeah, we would love to come and speak to your school if you invite all the local local state schools. And it's interesting ah, that yeah. I mean, most of them, in fairness, do say. Uh, yes, and then that's a great event because you know all these kids from all over the area can be in the, a, a bigger room than they would have at their school with sort yeah, of, of course, all the yeah. facilities and all the live drawing. But some are a bit like, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work. So that's a bit. Oh, really? A, yeah, that's that in a way you think it'd be a great advert because if you've got any parents locally on the fence that might want to go to private school, then they get to have a little day in there and look yeah, about. It's yeah, yeah, like you'd, an open day, but yeah, you'd think so. But I mean, oh, that's a lovely thing to do though because then it opens it up to everyone. No, of course, it's the only way to do because I'm writing for as many people as possible to mm. to, to read yeah. and that. And and I'm, I'm I really advocate for libraries because they're so important libraries. I, I, so important. Growing up, sorry to cut quickly, but growing up in my house, got four brothers. We had a little sort of terraced house, free bed house, and it was busy. There was yeah. nowhere to sit because if someone was eating dinner, I couldn't do my work at the dinner table, and there sometimes wasn't a space for a desk in our bedroom. So I used to go down yeah. the library and I get yeah. all my homework done, and there was and there was quiet and space. But now they're never open. So like if these people in smaller houses and flats and haven't got a desk to yeah. do their work on, they're doing it on and their lap or on the cut, bus. Cut, 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 and it's heartbreaking. And even libraries within school, a quarter of schools in the most deprived areas of the country, primary schools, don't have a library anymore. It's mad, it's, isn't it? It's, it's mad, uh, isn't it? And reading is that this is a fact. I, I, we did a me and Henry did a book for World Book Day, um, mm. and, and the year just gone. And um, the thing that sold it to me, the idea that we had, you know, we had to write this um, this book, was the fact that nearly a quarter of kids, the only books that they own themselves, are the free books they got for World Book Day. So mad, you, isn't it? I, I grew up, you know, in a in a privileged environment in all sorts of ways. But one of the ways it was most privileged was the access to books and reading. Mm. And um, uh, my my dad said um, when I, I'll never forget this when I was I was I was we were in some we were in the Glade shopping centre in, in Bromley. Bromley. Big um, up. Was you living in Bromley then? Where did you so live? We, yeah, no, we sort of. Uh, but we ended Dunnage up in. Way. 
Shortlands, so in the sort of Bromley sort of hinterland. I didn't know he was a BR brother as well. Look at this. The gla- <laughs> Don't want to brag, but I turned on the Christmas lights in uh, Bromley no the other day. Yeah, and I'm, How do you know is what, it? though? If I think, if this had gone out before, I think they probably would have booked you if they knew that you were, <laughs> you were Bromley as well. You're next in the year, You're talking year. my fucking language now, Adam. We're in the... It's amazing that we grew up so close together, but we had very different educational experiences. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so he's in the yeah. glade, sorry. Like a sitcom. Yeah. Right, 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 right this up, Rob. Um, so, and I was, you know, gone past some toy shop and I'd said, can I have that? And my dad was like, of course not. And then we got to, got to a bookshop and he said, any time you ever want a book, you can have it. And I thought I'd hacked the system. I was like, I found a type of free thing that I have, you know, he will always say yes to buying. And he made good on it. And then every time we were by a bookshop, I'd say I'd walk in and say, "Can I have that?" And I was like, "I don't know how why this is working. It's still working. It's happened twenty times." Um, but I was reading for reading for pleasure. Here's another, you know, uh, educational statistic. What's well, something that's almost unbelievable? Um, reading for pleasure. When a kid reads for pleasure, that's the single biggest determinant of their success in later life, more really? than their education, nor more than their socioeconomic background, more than what their parents knew, more than anything else. It's whether they read for pleasure. And uh-huh. that was fostered in in me. And I, I worry through cuts and through whatever's changing in society that we're, we're losing that. And so that's, that, that's why I spend so much of my time writing for kids in the hope that some of them will read for pleasure yeah of course going back to the school your, your kids will be in the same school year will they be in the they same school be. yeah 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 so they're um because they're uh they're november and march so that's the right side of september so we're we're thrilled about that and so we've moved out to the countryside respect look we're living double lives kai fuck <laughs> the big smoke <laughs> we've bailed and there's an there's a wonderful farm school, our foresty nursery place yeah. just round the corner. And we went to, we went to look round. In fact, before the kids were born, we it was sort of James emailed that we thought we would heard about it in the village. And they said, um, yeah, you should you should check it with them. And James emailed saying, uh, this is probably a bit crazy, but <laughs> yeah. you know, kids aren't even born yet. It's sh- you know, is it is it worth putting their names down? And they replied, quick, 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 we've only got two places left. Oh, so wow. we hadn't realized. Oh, really? So it's still as competitive in the country as it is in the city. Yeah, really, really is. But they don't accept the kids until they're potty trained. I don't know if that's a common right, thing. Right, right. Yeah, so it's a nursery, it's a nursery school, yeah, not, yeah. not the not the primary school. That is, a, it's a nursery school. That's a n- nurse, yeah. little nursery. School. Yeah, and uh, and so it's like how how quickly can we make this happen? We need to somehow get them potty trained because then we have that that blessed period of hours during the day where we could, for example. I don't know, have lunch. And what, it's also difficult because you're like, when do I consider them potty trained and when do the the nursery consider them potty trained? Because I consider them potty trained now. Yeah, yeah. Even though we don't own a potty yeah. and they wear yeah. nappies. That's what we call nappies, potties in our house. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trained exactly. to shit in them whenever they want. So <laughs> off you go to your little forest school. Yeah, because that's a difficult one, isn't it? If they, if you think they're potty trained and then they go there and they have an accident, are they then going to be rebound from the nursery? Yeah. 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 Is, there like a, is there like a sort of lockout period, like a sin bin time? Yeah. 
Do you think, so you're planning to sort of send them to nursery and school together because there was twins at my school where they sent one to one school one to the other to let them have a bit of independence and have different friendship groups rather than being all in one place but that seems a bit unnecessary I think I want them to I want them to be pals obviously yeah and and so I want them to stay in the same room for as long as they they can yes. uh, but they I've got them sleeping in the same room at the moment which I don't because ah, they 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 wake each other up like car alarms. Yeah, like yeah. As soon as one goes off, the other goes off, and then that, I'd it, fuck that off. I'd <laughs> fuck that off. I think because they they don't know they're sleeping in the same room. No. You can bring them together, and then maybe it'll be an exciting thing when they're two and a half. Yeah, that's and you what you go. For our do you want to sleep in the same room? And they're yeah. like, and they oh think my it's a god, treat. we've been given this opportunity. Yeah, maybe that's. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I've don't never, know. I've you're, never. You're the, you're the twins expert, Josh. Yeah. So, <laughs> my kids, are, my kids are two years apart, and they've always sort of been in their own separate rooms and stuff. Yeah. But at weekends, they always asked if they can sleep together, and we found them like that the other night. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that's so they so love it. So it's a special treat for them now. And in matching it, so. outfits. Yeah, oh, that's the best pajamas. thing. Of, no, nothing stitch. is cuter than matching outfits, is it? I know. Oh are you doing it. that a lot because of the twin? Because in a twin situation, are you yeah. dressing them as twins? We weren't until we realised how cute it looked. And now, <laughs> like, I think the, the gold standard is matching dungarees. Oh yeah, yeah. that is yeah. Yeah, That's like you know you can tell because like we push them around this on massive great fucking because we're in the countryside so the, the buggy it's like, it's like an Isuzu it has to be able to get, get, get across the terrain and there's two of them so it's it's massive it, it's, yeah it's, it's it's a little and anyway so people are always I can tell how well we've dressed them but how often someone goes oh look at that you know yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. just glance in the buggy and just could keep walking and sometimes people go oh look at them but I think matching dungarees Hundred percent, hundred percent. And do you think you're? Do you think you're done with two, or would you like more? What, what's your thing? Because it's quite close together. Did you sort of want to sort of have them and get the young baby stage done and have two kids? Or so we. The idea was that we would we would have them as close together as um, as possible through mm. this through this uh, surrogacy process. It's in, uh, it, it, it's known uh, as a tandem journey. Apparently, when you have obviously oh. two separate surrogates and. But, um, you know, a couple of things happen. IVF obviously involves um, IVF and yeah. IVF doesn't happen first time necessarily. Yeah, mm. And um, and it, 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 did for, it did for one and not for the other. And then um, uh, and then Ruby was was premature by a month and a half or so. And so that, that those things sort of stretched them. Mm. Uh, I was very weird going through the IVF process as someone yeah. with a little bit of knowledge because I'd worked yeah, in that uh, I'd worked in that game before and there I was a there I was as a as a patient basically and I hate being a patient doctors make the worst patients because yes. when you're a doctor you sort of bloody get on with it and like you try and like my dad was a doctor anything that happened to any of the four of us at home we he would just sort it out like i've got a sort there's a scar on my forehead from when he did a sort of ham-fisted repair of a head injury up <laughs> in my house and you know i'm pretty sure if one of us had needed dialysis he'd have had a like bloody good go at it with what yeah. he find in the shed um so and also, and also there's there's now this weird thing which presumably you well, you definitely have because 
you know, you're, you're on telly a lot. I avoid telly like the, the play. The only pictures of me are like sort of tiny 12-year-old photos of me in the back of a book. But I get recognised, you know, you know, once every few weeks. And I hate the idea of being recognised in a in a surgery, in a waiting room or something. Yeah, that would be the course, most mortifying yeah. version of, of all. Anyway, so, but we needed to do IVF. It wasn't happening naturally. So we needed to do, yeah, we needed course. to find yeah. another, <laughs> yeah. to have these Yeah, we get it. You don't like having photos, design. mate, but we need to do this, okay? If you want a kid, <laughs> <laughs> you might have to have a photo with a doctor. We're talking IVF. <laughs> so, and technology has improved a lot in the, in the, the protein pods uh, <laughs> since there was like magazines when I, you know, when I worked in, uh, in fertility units sure. and now we went into this, this, this place and there was a, and there was a, there was a, there was a TV screen and Ooh. I was like, Hey, and I turned, I turned it on. Oh, and, did, well, uh, did you, you touch the remote? Wow. Cause the old cum clicker. I had no, I had no uh, phone reception. So right. I was sort of, and I was sort of, I just, I was playing, and I That's the problem in the countryside. If you've got a wank in a doctor's office, <laughs> good luck getting four G, mate. Get back in the memory that's what bank. They don't tell you about moving out. Get to, the to bloody Charing Cross Hospital. That's got that's got some phone reception. <laughs> so um, and I put it on the video that was played was quite it was quite specialised pornography. Right. Okay. Yeah. And had this been left on? By, by the, the previous person. person. So I made a mental note to obviously reset to some kind of homepage when I was yeah, 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 of course. In a way, it yeah. was sweet that the person in before me was also gay. But on the other hand, that was about as likely to do the job as an episode of Bargain Hunt. Yeah. So I sort of canned that and then pressed the remote control. Nothing. No. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Presumably, you know, it had been the victim of hundreds yeah. of thousands of quadrillions yeah, yeah. of spermatozoa who did, hadn't found their way into the pot and had invalidated yeah. Panasonic's warranty on the remote control. <laughs> oh, anyway, so, so you couldn't change it? Couldn't change it. So, and I had no reception. So, you know, where there's a willy, there's a way. Of course. Got it done just shy of the 20 minutes. That Also, yeah, being told... 20 minutes, Martin, I can't do that to mine for 20 minutes. I'll be exhausted. <laughs> The clock's clock's running. Anyway, so I get it done just before the time. Also, James is in the room next door, Doing and I hear well. his door click after about six minutes. He's <laughs> I get it done, and Jimbo's there's, demolished and there's, it. And he's 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 James has gone down to the car, and then I'm uh, I leave the I leave the the room, and I, and you, you you put you put it in a little locker thing, and then leave. <sighs> And yeah. so, and there's a guy oh, in the so waiting room. you don't have room. to hand it, you don't have to look someone in the eye. You don't have to hand it to a person. You don't right, have to walk right, out right, with right, your yeah. own hot yeah. cum in your hand. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, you, you put it in a little locker and then someone collects it. And there's a guy in the waiting room. And obviously the correct protocol is to stare straight ahead and walk towards the stairs, which I did. And then the guy uh, hadn't read the protocol and goes, all right. Right. Loved your book, <laughs> by the way. Oh God! Oh so, no, no! Did you? How much did you engage? Nothing at all. I just like <laughs> what what I should have said, and what I realised when I was driving back is I should have not only explained that that wasn't my video. Oh, because he's in there. So the the remote control was already broken. So now (laughs) he's going around with the reverse version of this anecdote, telling people that you know he went, you know, wanked in the same booth as some this Adam K former doctor bloke watches little and large fetish porn and (laughs) remote controls. At least you've cleared that up now. 
I have, you know, so, and your podcast is extremely popular, so chances <laughs> are. Yeah, so yeah, if you've had, if you've had, if you followed Adam Kay in if to his, the, uh, If his IVF was successful following that first visit, he's now listening to the podcast and we've, we've squared the circle. Exactly. Perfect. And did you have a lot of discussion about, um, going tandem? Yes. Um, James is really, really close to his siblings, uh, in age and, uh, and, and in, and in life and uh, wanted the, the dream scenario to be kids as close to each other in age as, as possible. We, um, we'd spoken to some people with twins who were fucking liars and told us <laughs> that it was actually, you know, looking after the two wasn't the same as, as you know, as when we had the third one. Um, uh, it, was, it was exactly the same, you know, it was just, you know, it's a couple more nappies. Well, you know, doesn't make any difference changing one nappy or two nappies. You're making milk, you might as well make two bottles. <laughs> I, I don't know if they've forgotten or they were just pranking me, whatever it was. We, as soon as we heard that, we were like, yeah, this, you know, this makes absolute sense. Get it out of the way. Because most of our mates have done you know, the, the, you know, the thing that you know, you've done where you've got, you've got one kid and then a couple of years later you have another yeah. kid and yeah. you end it, it clearly from the outside, it didn't look fun having a two and a half year old running around and then a potato just lying there yeah. and can't do anything <laughs> and trying to balance that. No, stop it. Get your hands out of the oven. No, no, yeah. stop rolling. So that, that thing we, we yeah. thought when well, we avoid that, everything happens at exactly the same stage, but turns out we'd romanticized it. And we've yeah. been lied to, so that was that. <laughs> also, as well, with the IVF, it is a bit more of a lottery, so it could fall either way. It could be exactly the same time or a couple of months difference or a year difference. So it's not, it's not a guarantee, is it? It's a bit more of a lottery. Abs- absolutely, absolutely no no guarantee. And um, and then I missed Ruby's birth. Did oh. you? Yeah. Oh, because she was the premature. She was premature, right? She, so we were, we were in the theatre. Uh, not the operating theatre we should have been in. We yeah. were in the the Almeida Theatre in Islington watching uh, watching Tammy Faye, which is the musical about the American TV evangelist um, by uh, Elton John. Did the music very good? Well, the first twenty minutes were very good. I can't comment on the rest of it because James's phone went, and and rather than silencing the phone, you know, which is obviously what you know, sort of you know he ran out of the theater and I was like, well, this has to be important. And so I ran out of the theater with him and it was our amazing. Uh, that surrogate. cast going, Oh God, Adam Kay's just left. Yeah. He, <laughs> shit. Fuck. he knows when wish or shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a story about the porn he's into though. Yeah, so yeah, okay. He's a right dirty bastard. <laughs> yeah. Better off without him. Yeah, <laughs> absolute pervert. Um, sorry, sorry. You run out the you run out the theatre. Run out the theatre, and you know our, our, our surrogate, one of our, our, our nicest, kindest, best people in the world, one of our best friends, um, phoning to say, I think my waters have uh, just broken, and so I've gone to the hospital, and and they said they want to deliver in twelve hours. Blimey. And unless there's any sign of an infection, unless I start contracting, in which case I'm going to want to, uh, they want to deliver immediately. Um, and what, so sorry, I, how many weeks in was this? Sorry. So this is, this was six weeks early. So not six mega, weeks mega, early, mega, mega early, but it's still, but still a shock. Enough, yeah. you know, we were, we were planning to go out the, the week afterwards, spend some time, 
um, spend some time with her and you know and be go there to the for five, the five weeks and, like, yeah. and have the, you know get get the place ready and get you know buy all yeah. the stuff and so jump into a, a taxi and it's like a film we say Heathrow Airport. And, oh, God, so she, cause, yeah, because she's in, she's in America. Yeah, in America. We're about in, in America. Washington, D.C. So at least it's on the right side of America. Yeah, I've got East Coast. And, yeah, and uh, and then we realised, unlike in the movies, we had to do things like go to our house first and get some passports and a bag yeah, for the phone. So, yeah. so he's like, actually, don't go to Heathrow. <laughs> go to Ch- yeah. yeah. You can't just go to the airport, W.H. Smith, and yeah. hold no, up the, uh, doesn't, doesn't work. the book. No. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, they, they, they wouldn't recognise me from the photo in the back of the book because it's 12 years old. And, like, <laughs> yes. and so, so James goes in and he uh, gets the gets the passport and clothes. And I'm on, I'm on Skyscanner looking for tickets. And there's only one seat oh that will God. get us out oh. on time. Oh, my God. James doesn't believe me, has a look at himself, and yeah. there's one seat. And worst of all, worse than it being one seat, it's in first class. So I have to pay fucking for... Anyway, <laughs> as if kids aren't expensive enough. Yeah, it's probably a relief <laughs> there weren't two, to not put you in that moral yeah. decision. So, so we, we you know, flipped a coin, he went out, and I went on the first you know, flight the next morning, and uh, he got there... Shit-faced on champagne. Before. Loads of sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He got there a quarter of an hour before Ruby was. Uh, oh, at least one of you made it. Was born, and then it was. Uh, she was very tiny, and she was admitted to uh, the neonatal intensive care unit, um, which was obviously beyond stressful. And as a, as an ex doctor, though, do you find mm-hmm. it more stressful or less stressful, or you know, it's just your your daughter, so you're just you know more stress. I don't know. Yeah. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. So like. Mm. You know the the you know the the doctors are you know they're saying she's doing fine and I'm like I've said fine a million times to yeah. patients and that's not the best adjective that's yeah. a hedging yeah. your bets yeah. one you'd have said or yeah, something else yeah. and so but there's a feeling of absolute powerlessness I would have been powerless even if I was there but being mm. on the other side of the water and anyway um, James was t- you know so I was on the phone to him the whole time getting updates oh, on um, on a, a surrogate who's doing amazingly on Ruby who's doing fine. so did you just go home did you never go to Heathrow did you so I, like, yeah, I, I I went home and then went out the next got the first flight the next morning and I I'd, I'd been having these constant updates which was which was great and then it was weird as I as I jo- joined the queue for definitely not first class um, <laughs> and said said goodbye I was like well at least I, there's plain Wi-Fi so I can use that to you know to get updates on on Ruby all through the all through the flight said my you know said my prayer of thanks to whoever invented you know the satellites in the sky that would then i realized it was probably elon musk who invented them so i retracted my prayer <laughs> and then um the flight attendant said uh, you know bing bong unfortunately wi-fi's down on, uh, on should have gone flight. first class i bet it wasn't down on first class yeah, sure, <laughs> the, but, um, the pilot's talking to the ground somehow get me on that one what the same <laughs> yeah, on? exactly yeah <laughs> and so I, I put in put in my headphones uh Sadly, didn't listen to your podcast. Listen to, uh, listen to, just put my phone on shuffle. Uh, it was a, a listen to some Tom Waits, uh, which made me burst into tears. And I'm not a crier. I think a decade's yeah. tears were just coming out really? at once. And I cried. The, the cabin crew came over and said, Are you okay, sir? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. Um, and I, I, I don't think they believed me because I didn't stop crying for the entire like seven hours of the flight. Oh, uh, oh, and I cried oh. in the 
taxi and I cried when I met Ruby in this NICU unit. And um, so it was, it was a, uh, she had a, horrific she had experience. a tough start <laughs> and I had a, I had a, I was a rubbish dad because I literally missed the birth. No, you were no. you, you mentioned that a couple of times. I've heard you say it in other interviews as well, but that's, you can't beat yourself up by that. I don't know if you're doing it in jest or you mean it, but you, you, can only no, do, do. you can't be by the surrogate side for nine months in America. You know, the it's... person who should feel guilty is James. <laughs> he, took, he, he took the yeah. fight. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, and you say you can't be there for nine months. We were there so early for for, Z- for Ziggy. We were, weren't going to, you know, they weren't leaving anything to. Yeah, you're still going to be there for five weeks before. It was just he was unfortunate with the premature, premature yeah. birth. You know, we had Tom Skinner on here who missed his child's birth when he was in he was in America and couldn't get home and stuff. But that was his wife went into uh, labour early. So yeah, don't don't beat yourself happens. up over that. That's how that happens. But unfortunately, I shouldn't have said this in these interviews because I could have just lied. She'd have never known. (laughs) If I hadn't done this, I could have just like, it was this magical time. Exactly. Could have posed for some photos after, you know. She wouldn't know the difference between being, what, you look at six weeks premature and two weeks premature. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But she, yeah. you know, there's there's timestamps on those photos. It would have caught up with you. It would have yeah. caught up with you in some way. And when she did, it would just been lovely. I could just imagine she'd just looked at the photo and said, dog. <laughs> um, um, Adam, we've got time for one last question. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. We'll yeah, have to get thanks you back so on much. It's um, so much more to Kay's talk Incredible about. Inventions is out. Is it out now? It's very much out now, yeah. It's out now, that's what they say, amazing. isn't it? Amazing. And also, as well, you've got that competition at the VA we should mention as well. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Adam yeah, Kay is, and Young cool. competition. So, if, if you've got a kid who is of an age that they might come up with their own invention, um, then they can go to littleinventors.org and what they do is they send in their idea for an invention and a drawing of it. And then the winning one, as chosen by me and some proper experts, the invention gets made, goes in the actual VNA, wow. and goes into the the book as an official invention. So that's oh, that's littleinventors.org. And so that's done, that's done with the VNA. Oh, that is brilliant. Um, the last question, Adam, uh, we ask everyone um, about, about your partner, James. Um, what's the one thing he does? We don't always ask about James. No, no. no but, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, I looked up from the book there as if I was like in a waiting room. So I was just enjoying the book. Um, what's the one thing James does as a parent where you're in awe and go, oh my God, he's amazing. I'm so lucky we've got children together. And then what's the one thing he does that annoys you and, and grates away at you? And if he was to listen to this... He'd, you know, you might not want to bring it up with him in the middle of a night feed where, where you're arguing, but if he listened <laughs> like with, with a calm mind, he might go, yeah, Adam's got a fair point there. He is endlessly inventive. And I, not, I know a competition you should enter. The next thing, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the, next, the next thing to do, like, you know, sort of, you know, with, I'm with them on my own for, you know, eight hours in the playroom. Within 20 minutes, we're, we're, we're playing some, some, God awful Elmo music, uh, just because I've run out of, of sort of fun things to do. Yeah, and when yeah, I see yeah. him with them, he always knows the next thing to do and the, and the thing to play with in the, you know, the imaginary aeroplane. And he's so good at that. And I'm I'm in absolute awe of uh, of that. He's a re- he's a really good dad. He's just taken to it so naturally. He is also the single messiest person I know. <laughs> and I'm including my two children aged eight to <laughs> twelve months. Oh, in I'm that. not sure I could deal with that. And there's just, 
you know, I will come back if I've been, I've been away at a, a gig or whatever, I'll come back. And uh, uh, literally my first thought is what's happened. It's like, <laughs> has, has someone kidnapped them and ransacked the place? What's happened? But no, nothing's happened. He's just got absolutely all of our possessions, put them on the ground, emptied the kitchen cupboards onto the floor. I don't know what he does, but it creates so much mess. It takes me so much longer to tidy up the mess than it's taken him to create it. I don't know what's going on. That's um, because he's being endlessly creative. Being creative. It's actually very massive to be creative, yeah, isn't to, it? To, like, to get all of our books and stack them in a pyramid or something. <laughs> But it's the messiness is the is 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 the killer. I think it's that the killer. It's no, it's not. It's it's the it's the killer, and it's the motive for his murder. Fair enough. That's okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, Adam, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much Thank for coming on. Thank you so much, Adam. And we'll oh, have to get cheers. you back on when you're a little joy. bit older and you've had a bit more uh, yeah space and time. I really enjoy chatting to you. Thank cheers, you. Adam. Cheers, bye. mate. Cheers, bye. Bye. Adam Kay, there yes. we go. Adam we do Kay. these live, these outros, don't we? Just straight off the bat. Yeah, just because I just feel like that is, that's how I feel. Let's just bloody get it yeah. out of me. No time to just like consider it. Takeaways from that. Don't be a doctor if you don't want to be a doctor. That's a good, yeah. good life lesson. Second one, can't believe we're Bromley brothers. Me and I Adam. I know, fucking hell, the side Bromley massive is unbelievable. If you'd asked me which person from round you went to Dulwich College, I'd have gone Tom Allen. I can't believe he exists in the glades, Adam Kay and his dad. There That's why go. I never saw him. He was in the bookshop. I was in the toy shop. Um, right, Josh, I'll see you next time. Oh, we didn't get to say, Rob, that what? Uh, you got the the Washington DC came thing came up, and you got to use your, your new knowledge. Yeah, because that that's obviously on the, on the East Coast, Coast actually, isn't yeah. it? As it goes. There. Yeah. So there we go. Well done. Thank you, Adam Kay. See you on Monday, Tuesday. Cheers, bye. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Andy Bush here from Guestimators, the brand new game show where guesswork beats Google. Join me, our resident quizmaster Statman Matt and a celebrity guest as we dive into the brains of the great British public. Statman, what sort of questions have we been asking? Well, Bush, here are some of my favourites. Who's the best Irish person? Which finger would you chop off if you had to? And how many human-sized corgis could Prince William beat in a fight? To play along at home and listen to the podcast, just visit guestimators.com. I think I chop off my left little finger, by the way.